In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd, and we have a great show today. We're bringing back Jody Bramer, who has been on a couple times, and she talked about PTSD in the past. She's talked about coping with deployment. Um, uh, today, we're going to have her on talking about her book that has just come out, Looking for That Last First Date, An Insider's Guide to Dating After Divorce. What do you think, Robin, a deviation from... Uh, uh, our usual military <laughs> stuff today? It is a diversion, but you know what? I think even um, it doesn't matter what sector or what environment you're in, I think this is an issue that hits all families. And whether you're a military family or a Christian community or whatever your, um, whatever your environment is, I think everybody is affected by this at some point in time or has somebody very dear to them that is is uh, facing these things. So good good issues to be talking about. Well, I think so too, Robin. You know, and according to uh, military.com, um, the new uh, released Pentagon statistics show that overall military divorce rates have leveled off um, after showing like a consistent increase over the past five years. Wow. Now, that's very encouraging, and I would hope that it is because there are more and more resources available for military families, um, some of the people who we've had on, but certainly so many resources that are available out there, just so people will um, have a better understanding and have more open communication and uh, a, a lot of the things that maybe military people are facing that we would not have understood had they not been able to take advantage of some of the resources out there for them. Well, and some of these resources are just coming to light. Um, right. You know, like these in recent years, uh, this climbing military divorce rate has caused some of our officials to focus their efforts on spending money at reducing the stress caused by frequent deployments because, you know, those separations, the deployments, um, you know, they can strain even the best of relationships. And Absolutely. the Army, um, which is the largest of our services, plans to put $9 billion into 
to it. It's, um, oh, it's called an Army, Fam- Army Family Covenant Program, which is, is, is supposed to come out in 2011. I don't know the status of that, but the program was supposed to cover mental health care, free child care during deployment. I know we talked a little bit about that last um, year, and then um, some post-housing improvements. Uh, you know, each service already has its own marriage support uh, programs that are run mm-hmm. out of the chaplain's office, but I don't know how successful they are. They can't be if, if we're having to make some big changes. Well, I think also, too, it's the, the chaplain services probably reach many of the people who might be on a base, but the people who are out-based or um, are not living in a military community may not have those kinds of things available to them readily anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, the isolation now that, you know, I think one of the things they brought up is that, the you know, some of the post uh, housing is so poor that, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are choosing to lose, you know, to live off post, you know, for that reason, mm-hmm. and they become even more isolated. Absolutely. But more and more people are reaching out to uh, find these resources, which is awesome. And I hope we can serve just a little a little smidge of that and um in fact a woman uh we one of our guests that we had on last week Sandra was Penny Minetti and her book called is called called to serve discussing so many things just laying it on the line as far as what military families face how to keep that communication open um the the resources that you can turn to when you're having some challenges unbelievably uh, just right there in her one book has so many things for people to turn to. And I think more and more and more these resources are, are getting to the families who need them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we are living in a country that, um, you know, that has, we're actually the country with the highest divorce rate in the civilized world. So mm-hmm. we know that it's something that, um, you know, that, happens to the best of families and it happens to our military families at an even higher rate than the Mm -hmm. civilian community. Mm. Well, so good that we have, um, when we have resources for those families who are facing it and Jody Bremer is certainly one who has given a lot of outreach to so many families. I know she's done some uh, family counseling. Um, her new book uh, that, that we're going to talk about today is a wonderful resource, and it sort of gives that validation. Okay, I'm feeling these things. I know I'm feeling them. Am I supposed to be feeling them? Uh, and I think especially in the military realm, all of these people who are experiencing a divorce are probably feeling very just because here they they are with a family member who is serving and is supposed to be a hero and is supposed to be looked up upon, and that's not to say that they're not heroes, but if their relationship has been strained, that just puts all the more um, sort of burden just trying to figure out how to deal with that. So Jody's uh, a wonderful resource for our families to be to be turning to. It is, it is, you know, and I, there's so many things that go through, uh, when you go through the process of divorce. I know, you know, I've been through it firsthand, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, 
I didn't have to worry about, well, I worried about losing my home. I worried about keeping my home. But, you know, if you're in base housing and you divorce a service member, you know, you are going to lose your housing. And, um, you know, there's so many things that, that go into the dissolution of a marriage, you know, from property settlements to money right. settlements to the kids. And, um, you know, it's just it's a very difficult situation on a good day. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, on top of that, to have the challenges that um, that are surely the military people are facing. This is this is this is great that we have someone so knowledgeable and um, caring to talk about it. It is. It's a lot of fun. Though I can tell you, Robin, um, you know, her book, like looking for that last first date, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't, you know, when I was recently divorced, I wasn't <laughs> looking for the last first date. I was just <laughs> looking to get through, like, the first few dates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you, you know, it was really it was really interesting phenomenon for me because a lot of my friends were like, oh, you know, I would be so glad to go out and date and go out and do these things. I hated it. I didn't find it fun. I didn't find it entertaining. It was it was brutal, and I I, felt, I don't think I was in the right mindset either. Yeah, um, I was just going to say what well, you weren't ready for it yet. I mean, you were you were finding you, and I think isn't that true? You need to find you before you can go out and find somebody else. You do, and the dust needs to settle, and you need to, you know, get rid of the like you know weird, crazy emotions that that come through as part of it, and um, sure. You know, because, and I don't even know, like, you know, sometimes I look back at that, that period in my life as a period of about, I don't know, I think I had, I don't know how many dates I had in 90 days or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 65 or something like that. <laughs> it was insanity. I would go out with anybody who asked me, and, um, you know, normally I would just demur, be like, oh, thanks, you know, and, and, um, I got to the point where, you know, it was like speed dating. I would sit down at the table, and if the guy, you know, Whatever reason, whatever arbitrary mm-hmm. reason I had, I would like throw a twenty dollar bill down and leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's just the whole process is so it's just so difficult. And you know, not for everybody. It just was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there again, I think it was important for you to sort of find you first. And 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 you're a new person. Once you've uh, gone through this uh, a divorce, you you aren't the person that you were. Uh, you are and you aren't. I mean, you've gained that knowledge of the relationship that you had, and now with that relationship ended, you find uh, a different part of you that is stronger and wiser and ready to face the world. But it takes a little time for that to happen, and. So until you're ready, I would say you you, you gotta you gotta do what's right for you, and that's what's most important. And that's why I talk to you. You you make it sound <laughs> all so perfect, so smooth. Uh, well, we have sometimes. a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, we have a few minutes uh, for the break, and um, I've got some statistics here. Uh, Military Times review. Mm-hmm. Um, it's some divorce data from 2001 to 2009, and it says active duty divorce rates are up more than one third, mm-hmm. uh, climbing steadily. Um, and then the Army shoulders the majority of that increase with 64% more soldiers getting divorced in 2009 than in 2001. Wow. The Air Force is up 40%. The 
the Navy up 17%. Mm-hmm. The Marine Corps saw the smallest increase at 12.5%. And um, enlisted marriages break up more than twice at the rate of an officer marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, But there's a 43% increase in enlisted divorces since 2001. That's unbelievable. Wow. And that's from ArmyTimes.com. Yeah. A big sigh, and um, our our people are out there doing so much for the rest of us. Um, I'm hoping that we can do something for them. So. Absolutely. Well, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Mother or Military Mom Talk Radio. <laughs> I'm here with Robin Boyd. I need to know what show I'm on. <laughs> uh, we will be back from the break with Jody Bramer. She's going to be talking about her new book, Looking for That Last First Date, An Insider's Guide to Dating After Divorce. She is a military specialist, so we're going to have some fun with her. For those of you just joining us, check us out on Military Mom Talk Radio. We're here on TogiNet Radio. You can also pick us up at iTunes when we come back after the break of lots of good post-divorce dating advice. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Juliana is a marriage, family, and child therapist who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you. Here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on the show and Juliana, check out her webpage. Connect with Juliana in media.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune into Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I am here on Military Mom Talk Radio with my lovely co-host, Robin Boyd, and we have such a great topic today. (laughs) We're going to pick up the level. We're not going to talk about divorce and all those sad things anymore. We're going to talk about the what could be happy, positive, looking towards your future with Jody Bramer and her book, Looking for That Last First Date. Welcome, Jody. Hi. Welcome, ladies. Nice to have you back. It's nice to be back. So let me ask you, you know, here you have all this professional success. You know, you're a licensed marriage and family therapist. You own a private practice. You provide therapy for individuals, couples, and families. You've got your master's degree in clinical psychology from Pepperdine, bachelor's from Tulane. You're clearly a smart girl. Why write this book? Because I've been through the trenches, and honestly, after my divorce, and I was married for 16 years to a Marine, um, I I was struggling with two little kids and entering the dating market when it was time, and I would actually come home, and I've got a great relationship with my parents. I would call them long distance and tell them about my latest foible or the latest ridiculous person that I met or the conversation that I had. And I have to thank my parents because they were the ones who were laughing through all of this um, and saying, Jody, you need to write a book. So I took their advice and talked to some of my friends who were going through some of the same experiences. And the book is very real. <laughs> the stories in there with names changed to protect the guilty are very real stories. And apparently they happen to a lot of people. They do. I've read the stories. I've read your book. You know, it's it's amazing how, you know, these scenarios are kind of true to type. Absolutely. The the getting back in the water I was listening before when you were saying that you have to be ready, that's very true. And what I notice is that one of the most difficult things for women is to meet people. You don't want to necessarily meet your future betrothed in a bar, because what does that say? And you're scared of going online, even though the the stigma attached to that is much less, and there's so many more opportunities available online, but there's there's dangers and, and things that people have to look out for. I do address that in my book, and they're no different today than they were 10 years ago, although I do think that Online dating has become a lot more sophisticated. They have all these chemistry profiles and things that you have to find that will match you with your perfect mate. But truly, I think it is a question of meeting the person face-to-face, seeing if you click, seeing if your personalities are similar, and I don't care what it says on paper. That's something you can only tell in person. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you, I did the um, I did the online dating thing not because, and again, as Robin would say, I probably wasn't in the right mindset, um, but I went and I filled ever? out. No, I don't think you're ever. I mean, you know, I filled out. I did chemistry.com. I did eharmony.com. I did like three of them because, you know, I wasn't going to be an all or nothing gal. I was going to go for it all. And um, and I even signed up for the one of the military singles sites. And um it was awful. I mean, I didn't, I, you know, I have girlfriends that love it. They have so much fun. They get on the phone and they chat and they email and they meet these guys. I just, well, I think the problem was, Jody, when I was filling it out, I had like a bottle of wine with me. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, I, my, 
gosh, my stuff was funny. And, um, you know, and I was putting up stuff that I thought was interesting. But then I, um, for like two months, I kept getting all these guys like with, you know, dead animal heads. And and um, I just thought, gosh, what am I putting out to the universe? And I realized I had too much to drink. And when I was filling out the whole thing about like what you like to do, I meant to put hiking and I had hit hunting. And I didn't figure it out until one guy's like, wow, you're really hot for somebody who hunts. And I'm like, somebody who hunts? What are you talking about? I'm primarily vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, it's just, over. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I think, I like, like you, I kind of like the, the old-fashioned way of, like, you know, meeting somebody in person, and you like the way they look, and they like the way you look, and then you, you know, there's that whole, I don't know, I like the romance of that. I think the romance can't be overstated enough. The problem is, is how does a young mom meet people or how does anyone who is in a primarily single gendered place meet people of the opposite sex? Do they go out every night? Do they put it out there that they're party people? Sometimes you don't have the opportunity to do that. Um, I do recommend for people who like the old-fashioned way, there's a lot of opportunities for people to meet other people and one of them is to, as you said, concentrate on yourself Think about what it is that interests you. Think about what it is that you want to do or that now that you have the opportunity that you're not with a significant other that is advising or controlling you, do you want to take another class at a college? Do you want to um, learn how to surf or scuba? Or do you want to join a dog walking group? Or do you want to volunteer? And by doing all of these things that you would find personally enhancing and personally rewarding would give you an opportunity to get out there and meet people. And even if you're not meeting people of the opposite gender or people within the right age frame or same desire as you, you're getting out there and making friends. And by making friends, you increase your circle of who you would be exposed to. Somebody might know somebody who says, oh, I've got the perfect person for you. I, I want you to meet this person. And we go back to blind dating or meeting in that way. And those are great opportunities. And it's not with the sole uh, necessity of, of I'm so desperate that I want to put it out there that I'm going to date anybody that comes. It's with the idea that I'm going to do something that enhances myself, that rewards myself, that is something that I want to do for me. And in doing that, you'd be surprised how the stars in the universe come together and things happen. Absolutely. And I think, you know, some of the things like, you know, going to a different church, you know, you've got to get out of your circle of what you're doing because you meet the same old people. Yes. You know, and like, you know, I went went to a different church, and, you know, that was really great for me. And um, just, and I think, too, Jody, get me, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, I'm not, you know, I think you got to identify, too, what you're looking for. You know, because when you're single for the first time after you've been married, there's part of you that says, like, you know, oh, my gosh, I need to provide a father figure. Oh, you know, I need financial help. Oh, you know, you go through all these things. And the last thing on my mind was, like, what do I need? And then, of course, me being true to type just completely shut down um, and didn't do anything. <laughs> but um, when I did come back to myself, I thought, you know what? I'm not looking for a father of my kids. I'm not looking for somebody to pay the bills. I'm looking for somebody who's going to make me happy, that I'm going to be happy to be with day in and day out. And that really changed my frame of reference. 
I think you went that full circle, and that's wonder. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I think that was that full circle that you probably needed to to go through. Um, That um, you, like like we were saying, you probably just weren't ready. And I just think there again, um, you you do have to sort out. Okay, I'm a mother. I was a wife. I'm a this. I'm a that. But you have to look at. Sandra for a story that you have to look at you and um, I think you were you were then ready for that I think we, so I did think we so Jody, what do you think yeah. <laughs> there you are things I want to say and, and relating it back to some of my clients and it all of these stories that come to mind um, at the risk of bringing it down when you say be true to yourself, there is still some reality of finding people that will fit into your life. And one of the things I've found, even with the um, young Marines, young, young military that I work with, uh, these young families that come to me, I've seen that a lot of their joining together, whether, whether it's going to work or not work, uh, that when we have a single mom, say, with a child, that one of the key components is not how well the man gets along with the woman, but how well the, ma- the man gets along with the woman's child. It's mm. kind of like, love me, love my kid. And sometimes it's amazing how much, as a female, we can really bond with a guy depending on how he treats our family. And we might find that certain people have characteristics that we didn't even consider in a partner until we see how they are in our family setting, whether it be with our child, whether it be with our dog. Um, how people have interacted with my family have determined a lot as to whether or not dating would continue, whether this was somebody of character or merit, that they might have checked all the, bo- might have checked all the boxes for them, that, yeah, they were rich, they were this, they were that. But when it comes down to it, which comes to shove, it's how, how much would they get along with my daughter and son? How... How much would my, my dog like them? Is it somebody that I want to have and welcome back into my household? Absolutely. And I can tell you from being in that situation, you know, I have two little boys, Jody, ages four and seven. And I'll tell you that the few people that I have let into my life close enough to get actually near my kids, when somebody like that is nice to your kids or they take an actual appreciation in them, it's amazing how much your heart melts. Oh, my goodness, yes. Because these are like the most important, you know, these are the most important people in your world. You know, your children are just everything to you. And as a mom, I can't even imagine getting in, you know, I'd so give somebody the boot to the door if they even looked at my kids sideways. Even if they brought you roses and chocolates. I, they could be, a, you know, I had the opportunity, a couple of the guys that I had met, one guy was very, very wealthy. I would have been set for life. I wouldn't have, you know, have to struggle in any way financially. And we went to a dinner, um, a, a, some big fancy dinner where the head of USC was hosting it, some $1,000 plate dinner. And some guy had brought his son with him, and the son, in walking out, he was like eight or nine years old, tripped over and stepped on my date's foot. And my date reacted so badly. He's like, young man, you have to be careful. But no, 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 no. And I was like, okay, Cujo, settle down. But that I, I, it, no money in the world would make me want to be with a man that would chastise and embarrass a kid so badly as that guy did. It told me all I needed to know, Jody, and I was out the open door. 
Absolutely. And if man understands coming into a relationship where a woman has a child, that if you can get the child to love you, you're in like Flynn. Yeah. For the most part. A lot of times, but barring any <laughs> other major flaws. <laughs> We're going to come back in a few minutes uh, to talk more with Jody Bramer after the messages. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about dating after divorce. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, The Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment, and that's what The Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front, with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Jody Bramer, the author of Looking for That Last First Date, The Insider's Guide to Dating After Divorce. And, you know, Jody, it's so great to have you here because you always bring us, you know, new and interesting things to talk about. And, Robin, you had a great question on the break. Why don't you ask it to Jody? I am uh, curious, Jody, if after having divorced someone in the military, and as you did, 
Do you think people are apt to be drawn to another military person, or do you think they're likely to avoid a military person uh, in getting into a new relationship? You know, Robin, that is an excellent question, and a lot of it depends on the experience that the person had while in the military. Yeah. When I was married to a Marine, I swore, come hell or high water, I would never be in a military marriage again. <laughs> I was not cut out to be a very good Marine wife. I actually had opinions, and I wasn't afraid to state them. And apparently, mm -hmm. as a Marine wife, that's not really highly looked upon. And I had a lot of difficulty. I wanted to stay away from the military, actually, and date civilians. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, I ended up marrying another military person. I ended up marrying a retired Navy um, HM2, I think, God, Bobby, if you're listening and I got that wrong, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he encompassed the best of the military. My father is a doctor and he used to be a Navy doctor. And um, this, this man that I married was 23 years in the Navy as um, uh, uh, an E-7 corpsman, um, assigned, an independent duty corpsman assigned to the Marines, oddly enough. And he, he encompassed the military life as well as the healing, doctor-nurturing part that, okay, Freud, this was my dad. And um, I found that by entering back into this, this marriage and knowing his terminology and knowing his deployments and what they were like I had the sense of comfort. I had the sense of I've been here before and I know this territory. I can, I can work with this territory. I, I feel comfortable here. So I had a huge break between my first marriage and hopefully my last ever marriage. Mm -hmm. But in coming back into the military life and, of course, working with all of my military clients, I find that there is, there is a home here. There is a part of my heart that hasn't ever left, that, yeah. is, that is just so... In, in, ingrained in in understanding this military life that civilians would have a very hard time understanding. Mm -hmm. So it depends on your experience. If you hated the military, if everything about it, the deployments and everything like that, were one of the reasons that might have contributed to the divorce, then, of course, going back into that would have the same pitfall. Right, right. What do you think? Sandra, you you dated within the military after leaving it. I dated, yeah, I dated anybody who came by, Jody. I, I was more like the Henry Ford production line um, <laughs> because, you know, I was so, um, I just, it never occurred to me to think about what I was doing. I know that sounds strange, and I think it was a, it was a direct reaction to me feeling like I wasn't enough um, because my husband had left me for just it's just, just an unbelievably noxious human being, and it, you know, it really hit my ego more than anything else. Than it, than it really hurt my heart. It was, I'll be honest, I was, my ego was bruised more than anything else. So it felt good to be asked out by all these different men and all these different walks of life. But I really wasn't in the mindset of considering any of them, honestly, which is really a rotten thing to do, and I realize that now, but at the time I didn't know any better, and you can only do what you can do, and you only know what you know. Well, there again, too, a date is just a date is just a date. You're just getting together with somebody else until there's a spark, and there's nothing wrong with going on a date and having a nice evening, and that 
be the end of it. That's in true. And I was pleasant and charming. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't horrible on these dates, but um, you know, I think I think the most important thing that I can share with the listeners today is to give yourself time. Um, that there's really, there really is, and may, Jody, maybe I'm, you know, way off base on this, but there's no rush for anything, and and I really believe that things will happen when they're supposed to happen. And I see so many, like I steer clear of a lot of these divorce support groups. There's one forming at the church that I go to now, and I was like, oh, I don't want to go there, um, because you have to heal and you have to move on, and then when you're ready. It's it's not an effort. So if anybody out there is feeling all this pressure and like it just seems overwhelming and too much and you know too hard, you're just it's not the right time. I think that there are different stages that you go through after divorce, and we're talking we're not talking about the the depression. We're not talking about the the grieving. I'm talking about when it's time to start dating again. Initially, there's a relearning process because. Chances are it had been it's been a while since you've dated, so you have to figure out what's going on out there, uh, what's new, what's changed, what's the same, uh, is it still appropriate to wear jeans? Is it what am I you know what? How do I ask what the dress code is? Some some very mundane things like that. Am I supposed to kiss on the first date? Am I supposed to sleep with somebody on the third date? Oh my God! Um, all of the rules and regulations are going to be going through your mind, and sometimes. Just like you said, you just need companionship. You've been alone. You've had your egos crushed. You need to know that other people are finding you attractive and that want your company outside of the house, that it's not just your children, that it's not just the four walls that are surrounding you. You want to get out. You want to engage in conversation. You want somebody else to validate you. And that would be the first stage of dating after divorce. It takes a while, and depending on what what source you're using, and I'd like to spend a little time talking about online dating because it is very prevalent, and the Internet and Facebook and what used to be MySpace and all of those social sites are a huge contributor to not only dating but actually also to breaking up. Uh, In fact, one of the newest statistics is that one in five divorces, one in five of the 50 to 75% of divorces are now attributable directly to Facebook. Wow. And at the time, we're looking at, well, how many people does Facebook get together and what about online dating? We have the whole Internet as this major resource. Is it an angel? Is it a devil? I've had a lot of clients say Facebook is the devil. You know, Facebook is just awful. It gives you such an opportunity to connect with people from your past and makes it easy, much easier than it ever would have been in the past. And how how detrimental can that be to a marriage, and how helpful can it be in the case of a divorce, like looking up an old boyfriend? Is he married? Is it time to start talking to him again? And therein we go into the whole Internet dating thing, which is a huge subject. Um, Sandra, you said you've had a lot of experience. This book that I wrote has tons of Internet dating experience, and I am happy to say that I met my husband, Bobby, through Internet dating. Hmm. 
And I think that's great. I think that's great. I love that we live in a country where we can have both. You know, and free to do both because some people, it's funny, I work on the computer, I'm on the Internet, my whole business is run on the Internet, you know, and yet I was not successful in Internet dating. You know, the people that are in my life that I care about, I've met through, you know, personal relationships or, you know, things like that, but everybody's different. Everybody is different. And the people that you'll meet, even from month to month on the site will be different. Uh, it's interesting. My brother is just getting involved in Internet dating, and he was asking some, some advice from a has-been weathered professional in that area. And um, he was talking about the free sites versus the pay sites, and I was telling him about the quality of person that you'll meet in each one and what each person is looking for. And he says, well, I just want to, I just want to date. I just want to meet people. I just want to see what's out there. I want to get out of my home. And I said, that, that's a great idea. You know, that's, that's a wonderful idea. But the person you're going to meet from site to site is going to be significantly different. And the key is that a good quality person is not going to be on a site for very long. If, they're luck, if, if the timing is right, a quality person is going to be on, be found, and be off the site. So it really is a question of timing. Do you happen to be logging in or having your membership trial during a time when Joe Blow down the street, who happens to be a perfect match for you, happens to be available, or do you just cross paths and he signs on the day after you sign off? There's so much timing involved um, that it really is a question of, <laughs> are the stars aligned? Do you keep trying? Is this too much of an effort? Does it feel too much like an interview? Are you just tired of it and you want to shut it down for six months and see what comes up? There's a lot of opportunities out there in different, in different directions. So I have to agree with you about the, you know, like the quality people tend to pop off um, fairly quickly. You know, the, the, the very few that I had met online that I were even remotely interested in, uh, I think there was only two during that whole time, and that was, a, you know, a stretch for me. But within, you know, a month, they were, you know, their profile was like happily in a relationship. <laughs> Which is fine for me, because I, I wasn't ready, but... Um, yeah, I think you're right on on that one. And I think the Internet dating advice that you give in the book, looking for that last first date, is really right on. Though you need to add on, do not drink a bottle of wine when you're filling out your um, – that was missing in your book. That'll be in chapter in part two. <laughs> where where can we version. find Jody online when we want to find Jody online? Well, I can be found at my website, jodybramer.com. That's Jody, J-O-D-Y, B-R-E-M-E-R.com www. And my book can be purchased at www.publishamerica.net. Again, that's www.publishamerica.net. And look it up by its title, Looking for That Last First Date, and it's under my name. I do believe you can order it on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. It will say that it's out of stock, but it actually just needs to be ordered. And uh, you can order it from any of the main sites as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a good read. What I liked about it is that it's, this is awful, you know, coming from a writer, but it's not too thick. You know, it's it's something that you can can read and understand. You know, a couple of these dating books that I read after I was recently divorced, I was like, oh, I don't care about these statistics. I don't care about this. Just tell me what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to feel and that I'm normal. That's pretty much all I needed from your book. This is a fun, feel-good book. 
That's the the best. (laughs) That's the intent. (laughs) That's the best. So, Jody, what kind of advice uh, would after, you give? After the tune, Sandra, how's oh. that? We'll ask Jody after the tune. Yep, we will ask her after the break. <laughs> Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their past, and successes. First for Debbie, fairytalewishesinc.com. And for Deanna, thenextbigzing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on toginet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back. Hey, Military Moms. We're back with Jody Bramer is an author and an inspiration to everybody out there. And I think, you know what, Jody, it doesn't matter if you are recently divorced. I think sometimes, even when you are in a good relationship, sometimes you need to sit back and say, who is the person that I am and who um, am, am I getting consumed in being somebody else and who am I really? And sometimes those kinds of things are uh, transcending no matter what your relationship is. So it's a good thing. I agree. I agree. And we change so much as we grow and develop anyway that uh, at different stages of our life we'll be different people and wanting different things, whether we have a partner long-term or not. 
and how important it is to make sure that you keep that communication open. And whether you are in a long-time relationship or whether you're in a new relationship, uh, being able to say, you know, this is something that I'm I'm ready to start or this is something that I need to move on and forward with and keeping those communication lines open so that people understand where you're at. Absolutely. With our with our spouses, with our family, with our children, it it's true on every stage of life regardless of where we are. Right, right. Um, before we, I know Sandra had a question for you, and before we uh, get into Sandra's question, I just wanted to remind everybody that it is Military Appreciation Month. The month of May uh, is a month that we're trying to make more than just Memorial Day. There's a national uh, incentive going on, and it is a month for us to take time to show the military how much we appreciate them. And it may be with parades toward the end of the month or flag presentations. Um, last week I mentioned that our town has a patriotic tree that we hold a ceremony every year honoring our freedom fighters. So I'm just encouraging everybody to call the American Legion or check your local newspapers to see if things are taking place. And if there's not a lot going on in your town, maybe you could initiate some kind of commemoration, sending letters or sending banners, having kids do some fun things, sending um, items to people overseas. Sometimes it's just wearing a ribbon or a wristband, and we want to make sure that we let everybody know that we're supporting our military folks. So we want everyone to check out nmam.org, and that's the acronym for National Military Appreciation Month, for more information. Sandra, are you there? Did you have oh, a uh, question for yes, Jody? Yes, you're just so good at this, Robin. I'm so glad yeah. that we're partners on this radio show because you bring all this, you know, I'm sitting here, like, thinking of all the questions I want to ask Jody for free, like, advice while I'm on the air, and you're like, <laughs> Military Appreciation Month, yes, get back to work. Um, <laughs> it's a part. Everything's a part of it. I mean, and, and Jody has some, some great time. We've only got about nine or ten minutes left, so you had some, some funny things that you wanted to bring up or you wanted to ask ask Jody some funny things. Well, I was going to ask Jody first about her worst date since she's oh. now successfully married and all happy. You know, what was the worst date you had? Because I've got four of them. I actually got a whole book full of them, but I'm going to ask your opinion Me? on a couple of these guys. Sandra, you have a whole book full. So do I. I do. <laughs> um, the worst, you know, it, it, there's so many dates that stand out in my mind as being horrible, horrible dates. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's humorous and I I can laugh about it now. I remember one specifically, um, going back to love my kid, love me, or uh, love my dog, love me. I, I have this really cute little black dog that is the most inoffensive dog ever. And he's very sweet and he's, he looks like a long haired chihuahua and a black lab. He's just adorable. And I remember this one Guy came to the house to pick me up, and he sat on the couch, and my little dog, which doesn't even clear the bottom cushion, came over and sniffed his hand. You would have thought he was electrocuted. His legs <laughs> up on the sofa. His arms went over his head. It looked like he was trying to sink into the wall, and I'm thinking, what the can I say heck? Uh, heck. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what the heck? And he said, oh, I'm just not used to dogs. And I'm thinking, okay, this this one's gone. You know, must love dogs. <laughs> that that was just an interesting one because it was so sudden and so final and nobody would be threatened by this dog. Um, 
Oh, my gosh, so many others. Um, a lot of times I was able to rule people out with phone calls um, just by catching them in what might have been considered a mistruth. Uh, <laughs> I, I got very good at um, giving somebody the third degree with a very pleasant, you know, so I forgot what you said. Did you say that you had been to college or not been to college? Or did you say that you'd been divorced? Uh, well, I said I left my wife. Uh, does that mean you're divorced? Well, not legally. <laughs> no, I just left her in the bedroom. Now I'm in the other room talking to you. <laughs> All matter of this legal issue. Oh, legal. Yeah, you know, the, the, the restraining order said I have to stay with restraining order. Really? Right. <laughs> restraining order was... There, this is one of my chapters in the book. There's a whole section on this guy that he, he, he said in one conversation, the conversation on the phone where we were supposed to get together for a date, he brought out that he was not really divorced, that he had left his wife because of an affair, but he didn't mention the affair. He said he'd been in a relationship uh, for a little over two years, but he left his wife a little under two years ago. And I was like, well, how does that happen? And he said, well, you know, there was another woman, but, you know, you can't judge. I said, no, of course I can't judge. And then it's no, I could just run for the hills. <laughs> a restraining order. And then there was, uh, but I couldn't be blamed for pushing her because I was drunk at the time. Swear to God, ladies, that was the way that the conversation went. Oh, my goodness. But so, so wait a minute, and I feel like I'm a, a prosecuting attorney. So you're telling me you had an affair, you're accused of domestic violence, and you're an alcoholic. Well, yes, but there's another side to the story. And I said, you know what, I've got so many problems of my own, I really just can't take yours on right now. And we, he said, so I guess the date's off. And I said, I, I, I think that would be best, yes. And we said our goodbyes, and then I went to the computer and checked who was online, and he had actually sent me an email that said, don't I at least get points for honesty? Uh, and I'm thinking, oh, my wow. God. Well, one point maybe, but still that's not going to get the grade. <laughs> oh, and I, I just sat back in my chair and thought, holy cow, you know, is this, is this what I'm looking for? Is this, is this what I'm in for? And it, I, I have it documented in my book, so there's more like that. So it's hard to pinpoint my worst. Yeah, yours? I'm looking through my diary here. I've got 53 of them. <laughs> 53 worst dates? 53 worst dates. Like, you know, like one guy sang, you know, sang Thomas the Train lyrics to me. Oh, that was, yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, oh, there was a man with no discernible anything. <laughs> it was like a Star Trek episode. He had no preference. He had no preference for food. He had no interest. Like when I say, well, what kind of movies do you like? Oh, I just like movies. What kind of books do you like? I mean, he had no discernible anything. It was it was very difficult. Um, then we had the hate-filled man who was so clearly full of hate. Um, he just hated everything. And... uh I had a man who was weirdly attached to his daughter, oh, and I'm pretty well, I had even. A of those. Yeah, I'm pretty even. I was trying to find in my notebook here. There was some guy that I went out with, and he was like, you know, he was so nice on the phone, and he was an attorney. And then I got to meet him in person, and then he was like, "Yeah, I was molested as a child, and there's a restraining order against my last girlfriend because I left her at the altar." And I was sitting there like eating my soup going are you kidding me <laughs> oh my goodness it's unbelievable what people will tell you um yes i had you one know 
and tell me on the first date about his wife's plastic surgery to her private parts. On a first date. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, you win on that one. No, trust me, I didn't win. <laughs> oh wait, no, here it is. Okay, lawyer. He was. This was my. This was entry number thirty-eight, entitled "Run Like the Wind." <laughs> He's a lawyer, married two times. He was sexually abused by his sister, resulting in a seizure disorder. He broke up with wife number three, a uh, three or wife to be number three, three days before the wedding over a date rape drug mishap. He's written 14 screenplays and asked me at the end of the date, do I happen to know Vince Vaughn? <laughs> is, is there a date rape drug pro-hap? <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's good. Yeah. I, I had a date with an attorney. He sounded great on the phone. He, he looked great on paper. But when he smiled, he was missing his two front teeth. <gasps> he had no pictures in his profile where he was smiling. And I mm. said, you know, what what is your smile look? Oh, you'll you'll see my smile in in person and you know, all the cute chatter. Well, I look forward to that and oh god, I so didn't look forward to that. Wow. No, no, on my prerequisite list for dating, you need to have all your teeth. Is is high on the list. <laughs> you actually have that written down? You see, that was my mistake. I did not have that written down. You did that's, not that's have that written down. List yes, it was right under there, under I can't weigh more than you. Oh. <laughs> Jody, we've only got about two minutes before the end of the show. Uh, do you find that that women nowadays t- turn to background checks in, in that sort of sort of thing before they get involved with somebody? Is that something that goes on? You know, I've heard a lot of people Google somebody. And that's the newest thing to do is you Google somebody mm. and see what comes up under their name. Um, hopefully nothing. Yeah. Uh, but there, there are ways to check. There are, there are child molestation or sex offender sites where you can determine if somebody is one. Um, I think a lot has to do with the initial core gut feeling. I do believe in gut feelings. Um, I also believe in doing your homework. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay attention to the site that you're on. You have to pay attention to who may have recommended this blind date. And no matter what, you have to get a feeling of how how your body reacts when you meet this person. Does the back of do the hairs on the back of your neck stand up? Or right. or do you feel like you're being sold a bill of goods like a used car salesman? You well, want- I guess we also have to be bold to be able to ask questions right up front and, and just get the guy to kind of give us that, uh, give us their their background. And oh, yeah, sometimes okay. we hope that they tell the truth. But exactly. Yeah. Jody, we've had an awesome hour. And, again, it's flown by like the wind. And, and we so appreciate you being here. We want everybody to go to jodybremer.com, and that's J-O-D-Y-B-R-E-M-E-R.com. We want you to look up Looking for That Last First Date, an insider's guide to dating after divorce. We had a great show. Thanks, ladies. We'll see you next week on Military Mom Talk Radio.